0: Welcome to Groovy Soup. Groovy! A showcase of music from artists and bands from across Ohio, and your chance to hear something new and local. Here's your host, Paul Holden. Uh, folks. I hope you are hungry for new music because that's what we're serving up here tonight on Groovy Soup. We got brand new tunes from the Cones of Dunshire to show to you, well, for you to listen to. And plus, we got a great interview with the band diving into so much about uh, the art of learning music, the importance of music, and also teaching music while also learning about these new jams and another new project from some wonderful artists with big-time Athens ties. You probably recognize a few of the members from the Cones of Dunshire. You're going to enjoy this conversation with the band but a reminder i'm paul holden we you can find me at uh, paul of holden on instagram and all sorts of places i'm your host of groovy soup and i'm here to bring you all sorts of great delicious ear jams for you and let's lead things off tonight with a track from the cones of dunshire this one is called arps That was Arps by the Cones of Dunshire, and we got to dive into all sorts of musical things with the band, and uh, I'm just going to quit yakking, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Enjoy. And tonight, we're talking about the hottest board game in town. Oh, wait, not the hottest board game in town. The hottest new band in town, the Cones of Dunshire, joins us tonight. Thank you all so much for your time.
1: Thank you for having us. Mm -hmm.
0: We are happy to have you here. I have every episode start off by having our band introduce themselves and telling us a little bit about what they do. So the floor is yours.
1: I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, Go first. My name is Jack. I play guitar. And that's it.
2: You want to go, Seth? Yeah. Uh, I'm Seth and I play drums.
3: Uh, I'm Bobby and I play the keyboards. I guess cue the samples. Yeah, that's, that's my job too.
0: As of yesterday, you cue samples. As of, <laughs> as of
3: yesterday, I'm the sample queuer oh, And a
0: promotion too, uh, uh, where we, we get the lowdown here. But uh, uh, this is a new project. Uh, for those that have listened to Groovy Soup, might have heard Jack on the show before as part of Alpha Buddha. And honestly, if you've been around in Athens, you might have heard of Jack uh, once or twice because he also uh, fixes guitars, he uh, does all sorts of great stuff but so tell me just how this project came together what did you all just start jamming and then just one day decided hey let's let's start doing the band thing
1: we all worked together teaching music lessons at a place in lewis center so we knew each other that way i i think i wanted to jam with bobby because we see each other every wednesday thursday friday Mm -hmm. and I wanted to, I think maybe we jammed a, like a long time ago once off, and we were like, we should continue that, and then we all got busy with our lives and then brought it back I don't know, a couple months ago. Yeah. Three months well, ago, and I two. met you from an old roommate, too, because
3: you you used to come and rehearse at our space or our house.
1: Oh,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. So,
3: and then I've known Seth for forever. We've played in multiple groups
2: yeah we went to school and met in athens and then both moved mm-hmm. to around the same time and then met jack through that teaching studio and then yeah and then sort of just decided uh i guess pandemic ish pending we were like let's let's make a band we don't know what that means but let's just get we were just like we just have to do the thing and get in the same room with instruments and then we'll decide what that means
0: yeah. And that, I mean, it's, it's awesome. You can see the YouTube video
2: now. I just was watching PAGS before.
0: Uh, but I'm curious, you all mentioned being music teachers. I'm. Mean, what does that do for your, uh, I don't know, maybe appreciation or just your uh, thoughts behind music? Has it kind of shaped your idea of what role music plays in your life, kind of going from the the, the teaching side of it versus just the performing side of it?
1: Ooh, I, that's a that's a pretty complex question. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is going to be a little bit of a weird answer. But once you become a teacher, if you teach full time, music then becomes your job, in some way, shape, or form. Like you are making a living with a guitar or keyboards or something in your hands. So there's that. I don't really know. I will have to think about it. I I think it helps.
3: Like I'm I'm sure. All of you have said at one point in your life, you know, that kind of my hobby is my job type thing. So I, I think with teaching, it allows music to kind of sometimes become your hobby again.
0: Sure.
3: Just because like a lot of the stuff we're, we're working on isn't, isn't stuff we would do on a r- regular basis at work, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not Mary Had a Little Lamb or...
2: Yeah, for... Or- For some of us, well, really for all of us, I guess we all teach more than just one instrument too. So like we have a foundation in each of those instruments. I teach like way too many uh, (laughs) in my teaching studio. Like they just keep handing me new instruments and I'm like, okay, I guess I got to teach someone how to play this. Um, But it gives you like a foundation or it makes you feel like a, a jack of all trades for like a hot second. And it just gives you a more of appreciation for me. Um, since i've been teaching full-time and professionally i've i feel like my my musical ears have opened up even more than they did in college and which gives you a bigger appreciation for a lot of the small things you didn't have before or the, the things you didn't hear before or whatever um but also professionally you know sometimes i get done teaching mary had a little lamb five times that day and i i just want to go to to Brother Drake, or somewhere, and hang out and listen to the local jams. Or I just want to listen to a podcast, and I really don't want to listen to music at all that day because I'm my ears are exhausted. So it, it's it's a ebb and flow, I think, for me. It, it's kind of funny that you say that because as in, in my in my biz and what I
0: do, I listen to people talk all the time. I'm I'm on radio. I listen to podcasts, and like recently, I found myself I, I kind of stopped listening to music for a bit just because I was listening to so many podcasts and I was following so many things but I kind of got burnt out in the same way where it's just like, I just want to listen to music. I don't need, and, and I wanted to listen to instrumentals. Like I, I didn't even want to listen <laughs> to, 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 to people talk. Cause I, it, it is kind of, it, it is a little bit exhausting sometimes just when you do it. Oh, when it is your job. I mean, I talk so much. I love to talk. Everyone is it knows that that's what I like to do. I get paid to do it, but it's just, it is, it is a lot, but, I'm curious too. It, it, how important is it to learn multiple instruments? Is it some? I mean, you say you teach too many. Is there is there kind of a point where someone should should put a limit on learn? I mean, I I hate to I hate to say put a limit on it, but kind of like focus in more on a couple versus trying to
2: just learn every single instrument. I think I think there's just physical limitations. Like, I tried the trumpet in fifth grade, but I know that I will never be able to get those kind of muscle memory and and things like that. And Bobby's a brass player, but he probably doesn't try to learn every brass instrument. And there's also physical limitations to a lot of the string and keyboard and percussion instruments that like, it's always not, not always ideal for everybody to learn it. Um, uh, Bobby's got like big old octave hands. I know that and probably has like a really good trombone um, kind of uh, embouchure and everything, but I, I don't trombone know. Face. Oh. Yes, trombone
3: face. trombone face. Trombone face. I do have trombone face. Sorry,
1: guys. <laughs> <laughs> got a face for the trombone.
3: Yeah, yeah I, um, I, I definitely agree with Seth. And I think, I mean, I think it depends on what you want to do with an instrument. You know, at some point, if, you know, if you want to be like a really good classical bassist, like you probably have to focus in on the bass a little more than trying to learn all the other instruments. Um, but I do know, I guess from being, I guess we all kind of are multi-instrumentalists. It's, it's like the whole string theory idea, right? Where the, the, guy, the guy got the idea from playing violin and the harmonics and then applying it to physics. And there may be some wrong information in there and I apologize if that's true. But um, I, I think playing other instruments sometimes gives you an appreciation for things you can do on your instrument and things you can't do on your instrument, but also new ways that you could approach your your main instrument, so to say, if that makes sense.
1: I was a um, horrible classical bass player. You were? I was a horrible <laughs> classical bass player. I had to do it through college because I got a scholarship. Oh, no. I was really... That's another thing. When you learn multiple instruments, you don't learn them all at the same speed. So I was playing bass guitar and guitar way better than I was playing upright bass. And I was kind of like... When I don't have to play this instrument anymore, I'm not gonna play this instrument anymore. <laughs> and I have
3: German or, or German bow?
0: or French bow. French bow, yeah. It's so fascinating because it's just like, I couldn't even imagine. More from the cones of Dunshire, next, here on Groovy Soup. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power
2: 105.
0: Welcome back into Groovy Soup, another jam from the Cones of Dunshire. This one's called Greg Pikutus. That was Greg Pickettus by the Cones of Dunshire. And we got lots more from our interview right now. I, I mean, for me, it, it's intimidating. I've tried to pick up things and I've lived with musicians. I've been around musicians for a long time, especially since in college. And they're always noodling with guitars. They're always doing stuff. But it's kind of intimidating for me. So what, what's kind of some advice you have to get over the hump? I mean, I can play a little ditty here. I learned two drum rhythms when I was back in Athens over the summer there, we li- living in the basement there with uh, my, my buddies and that felt really good. But what kind of advice do you have for someone like me who I know I could learn? I, I don't like saying that I can't play an instrument. I just haven't put the effort into learning it because it would be nice to learn how to play something at some point.
1: I'm going to say this about learning an instrument as an adult. That makes it a little bit different from learning it as a kid. When you learn it as an adult, you already know people who are, good at that instrument and you know stories about famous people who are good at that instrument and they might be the dumbest most inarticulate morons who can just shred and you're like this person can't put a full sentence together but they're virtuoso so that makes it a little discouraging you're like i can tie my shoes but i can't play the guitar <laughs> while this dum-dum has slip-on shoes and he's shredding ingvay solos that's a, that's a little That's a hump to get over.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's for for a lot of my adult students too. uh, It's just the perspective part of it too, you know? Um, Because they get so discouraged because they're like, oh, I I know you have nine-year-old students that can play better than me. But it's like, yeah, but they started when they were six. So they've been playing for three years and you just started, you know? So even though you are an adult and a lot of things are a lot easier for you than a kid, you know, there's still three years of difference between uh what you've done there so i mean a lot of it just takes
1: time
0: yeah
1: Yeah. adults spend a lot of time to avoiding being bad at things when you're a kid you suck at everything (laughs) but when you're an adult you're pretty good at something and you are not like oh let me learn something from scratch and be bad
2: at it for years before i get decent yeah Mm -hmm. there's also like developmental things that happen at certain ages that are like you, you don't and the books that you use with like beginner piano students are like so basic they're skipping over a lot of steps It's just giving them Buttons to press and like visual things and they can grasp that a lot quicker. Um, I also have a I have a keyboard um, Student right now and she's an adult and she's like like types and codes for a living so it's like perfect in some ways because she's got the coordination down but she has to like relearn the whole process of looking at something. So sometimes it's good to like figure out an instrument that you think will physically work for you that you've already got like coordination for. I've had some drummer, like drummer adult students come in and they just like, they're like total, like workout buff dudes or whatever. And they're like ready to shred and they have no coordination whatsoever for whatever reason. I don't know why, Um, but they just never worked on that and, and whatever, but yeah
0: it's it's interest i think that that physical part of it is a big thing too I, I that's what i think of the the honestly when i look and watch people play the guitar like i just try to imagine my hands doing that and like performing it all together and i'm kind of and that's kind of what put me off so that's why i was like but i'm always kind of doing things with my hands like i like you know i like to play the old body drum i slap the thighs a lot i like to be, you know so that's kind of where it's like i think the drums or something like that might be more and i was like that, that physical act of what I do is something. And I, I'm gonna get there. One day I'm gonna get there. But I'm curious, does this depth of instrument knowledge and, and talent to you guys is this kind of is, is cones of Dunshire going to kind of turn into somewhere where you guys experiment with more instruments? And because uh, listening to just Pags, it was an instrumental track that everyone was jamming, doing their, their their own thing. Is this going to be a place where you guys might incorporate some some different instruments and different sounds?
3: Um I I mean, I'm not opposed to that. I always think that's fun. I mean, I know we have like our, our core instruments, um, but one thing I know we've talked a lot about with this you know, being a trio is was, we're so versatile. So we, we've definitely talked about, we have no problem. We would love to do shows where we have like a guest uh, band member basically, you know? So, and it's like whatever instrument we could make that fit in with what we're doing. Um, and I know that's, to me, that's exciting. You know, working with a vocalist or saxophonist or a classical
1: bassist. Jack, I don't even (laughs) speak that language anymore. (laughs) We we don't have to do a flutophone Mm solo. I I feel like we're not really puritanical about anything. We're not like I played the drums and only the drums or only the this. Like we've talked about, like oh, maybe we'll overdub some bass and maybe we'll do this, but it's it's a pretty new project, so we're still trying to. figure right. out some things that we do and don't do well
2: and the best way to do that and my experience has always just been playing shows just like book shows and that was that's been our goal lately after we've gotten like a what feels like a, a full set yesterday was pretty fun we we had our like normal rehearsal day um, and we uh, Jack brought in some like an extra keyboard and a little sampler and that was, that was a fun time.
0: That was yeah, funny. Bobby got a new job yesterday as well. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I mean, what? I think that's I think it's a, a if, if, if I'm kind of hearing it correctly, it kind of sounds like, and, and watching the video too, I'm curious if, if like Wolfpack was an inspiration for, for what y'all are trying to do. The style of the video, the guests, you know, bringing people in to, to the jam with you. It, it also seems like that's kind of a, a big thing to do. The, the collaboration is awesome. I think that's a great way to kind of build on this project i don't know if i'm on the right track there
1: i have never really listened to Wolfpack.
0: really okay it's i got not- i got one i got one all right i got one uh, i think i nailed it but then Jack, jack's like nah well not, not really it's cool. it's not like a, well,
1: i don't like them or i do like them it's just like i've, I've they've never been put in front of me by anybody really mm-hmm.
2: i listen to them arguably too much so yeah
3: I'm, I'm with seth on that one as well huge fan so i don't think we ever explicitly talked about that really when we were starting, but I, I I I can't deny that it wasn't part of how I was thinking about the group, maybe.
0: I, at least I, subconsciously. Yeah. And I think that they've had just such an interesting approach for, since their rise. But when I was in school and my because that's my buddy introduced me to, to them and just with their with his mindset, he kind of went in, whereas my other kind of friends kind of branched off after listening to them for a little bit, and wanting to, you know, kind of got a little bit too much of it but it's interesting because I think it's just speaks to that collaboration, but you mentioned shows what's coming up. Are pe- can people expect anything uh, coming up soon in terms of live performances that so they can come and, and check out the cones. Is that what you call your fans? Are the fans, the cones? If we had fans, maybe we'd give them a name. Coneheads. 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 Cone. We're going to cone. All
1: right, there we go. The I was thinking maybe lonely farmers, but
3: <laughs> lonely farmers. That's a good one too. Yeah.
2: Good. That's good.
3: Or the Maverick? What was the other? Was that the other
2: one? Oh, the Maverick. Yeah. Every, everything so far is just a just a, a, a person right red joke.
1: <laughs> we we have a show June third at uh, the
0: Vatican Satellite Campus. Excellent. June third there. So I mean, it's, it's a new project. We've kind of talked a little bit about that. We know shows and things coming up, but. What are you? What what is kind of? What do you hope to do next with the band? Is it just going to be the focus on on the shows and refining the craft, or is it is is there anything else that uh, you guys are 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 thinking about now with the for the tones of Dunshire?
1: That's a very public conversation we have to have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Uh, heard, I mean, oh, we sorry. take it one step at a time. So it's like, I wanted to get something recorded so that we could say, Hey, this is what we sound like. Book us. And now we got books, so now it's like we got to get ready for this show. And we only kind of look at the next thing in front of us. Once we play that show, maybe we record more. I really love playing shows. That's like kind of my favorite thing on the planet. And getting ready for this show has been a lot of fun. Even yesterday was a lot of fun. So I kind of want to keep going that direction. But people got to book us.
0: The combs of Dunshire, folks. Both the cones of Dunshire. Got to. It's, 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 the summer's coming up. There's plenty of opportunities. I know. I mean, it's it this has got to feel like the first summer coming up that uh, like the back to somewhat normal. I know there's probably still some stuff. There's still, you know, there's always keeping it in the back of your mind. But it's kind of got to feel good going into this summer. This is gotta be the closest thing to pre-pandemic summer music in Ohio than that we've seen in, in years, I would imagine. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That was so you know. To- like that's one of the great things of the, of the area. There's, there's, someone's going to, you're going to, I know they all be playing this summer because there's music happening all the time uh, across Ohio. And uh, actually my last question, we'll, we'll wrap things up here just with a couple more, more questions for you. You all mentioned Athens ties and then I, you all are up in Columbus now. Is that right? is it Columbus? Right. Yep. What is it? it? They're very connected. A lot of bands obviously but what are the, what are the kind of main takeaways from, from playing music in Athens versus playing music in Columbus that you've noticed?
1: I have played music in, in Athens literally two times. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't go to school there. I played a show on the top of a parking garage. Uh, and then I played a house show. And that house show was so crazy and everybody was having such a good time and so receptive. I was like, I got to get back. <laughs> and then history happened and I never got back. So now I'm trying to get back and play some freaking Athens house shows.
2: Yeah. It's probably one of my favorite places to play having lived there for about six years and going through, um, a lot of different bands, some that are, uh, still alive or some that just like, I've, you know, like Bobby, uh, we've like kept in touch and like, have still been good friends as from bandmates. Um, and it it is, it is a lot more, like grounded and down to earth i think in athens because everybody knows everybody else while you're there whether you're a student or you are living there your whole life um uh which i'm sure they refer to as townies but i know that i'm sure some hate that (laughs) some hate that term but uh that's what they that's what we called them when i was there (laughs) um (laughs) uh and it just it's like there's like less there's like less venues there's you know it's not as as ginormous as columbus feels which really doesn't feel that big when you're even here um because you know we were listing off venues and places that we want to try and play that would maybe uh like yesterday when we were meeting we were doing this sort of list and you know it's not like a hugely long list like we're in new york city or something but i don't know bobby what's what do do you think
3: i was just say i um when I first got to OU, I just wanted to play because I went to a bunch of, you know, venues and saw people play. Like, I saw Seth play with, you know, you know like Wolfman, you know, that kind of stuff. And all I want to do is like, these venues look awesome. I just want to get in here. Um, and so when I finally got into it, it was really cool to kind of, like Seth said, it's just so, you always get received so well in Athens. There's always a good audience. Um Although I think it's weird that the shows start later in Athens than they do in Columbus sometimes. Almost too late <laughs> sometimes. We should play a
1: show in Athens.
3: Um, yeah. We should. But yeah, I don't know. They're just people. They just have such good energy.
0: Yeah. I it's one of my it's it's a place that loves music. It's a place that values music. And it's a place that kind of Uh, We'll we'll at least listen, and and there's a lot of room for for different types of music down there as well. But we are running out of time here with the Cones of Dunshire. Where should people go to stay up to date with all things y'all? Where can they go to make sure they're not missing out on all the music?
1: Our Instagram, uh, cones.ofdunshire. And we have links to our YouTube page there. Also, Cones of Dunshire. D-U-N-S-H-I-R-E, Dunshire. And, uh, Shire,
0: I have one final question for you all now. The name of the show is Groovy Soup. I ask you all now, what is your favorite type of soup? I think last corn
1: time chowder. I, I think I went minestrone.
2: You did say minestrone. I think that's minestrone.
1: what I, I. haven't had soup in a long time. I
2: like I like a nice thick potato
1: soup. I like a nice thick a, potato soup too. Dang.
0: A lot of confident soup answers. Some people need a lot of time. Bob Bobby had his. He knew corn chowder uh, you know, mm. from from the start. That's what we like to see. Cones of Dunshire. uh, Go check them out. Make sure that you don't miss them on June 3rd. It was June 3rd, right? June 3rd. Correct. There. uh, And uh, thank you all so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. That's gonna do it for this episode of Groovy Soup. Big time thanks to the Cones of Dunshire for joining the show tonight. If you or your band is interested in the show, email me at pholden at wxdq.com or reach out to the station here at Power 105. You can even DM me on Instagram at Paul F Holden if you wanna find me there. You can find your favorite artists and bands and your next favorite band streaming on your favorite streaming service. And all you gotta do, search Groovy Soup and you will find every episode of the show available for your listening pleasure. Forget to support the bands on their social media pages and their Bandcamp pages. And folks, until next time, I'm Paul Holden, signing off.